0: Yes, on the first day of February, if you happen to have any particular home improvement question you want to feel, uh, Andy, to field, call us, text us. Same number, 651-989-9226. Good morning, Andy Lindes.
1: Good morning to you.
0: How are you on this Feb 1 day?
1: It is a fantastic day. You can't uh, help but love this kind of weather, huh? Yeah, we even saw peaks of sunshine this morning, and I we know. expect
0: to see more of that tomorrow. So uh, I, I would imagine. I would it's been a few days
1: for that sun, but the, the temp's been okay.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I guess I would imagine your crews are thrilled with the uh, temperatures that uh, we've had this week and certainly this weekend. It'll be a little cooler uh, this coming week, but still still doable for the guys.
1: It is. It is uh, one drawback to this temperature, though, that, that that we've been coming across the last week or so is the day thaw that's happening. So sometimes on the north side of the house, even uh, with a properly insulated attic, a properly ventilated attic, um, I had a guy who was actually in the attic measured it. The, the The temp at 34 degrees, so almost the exact same temperature as it was outside, so there was no heat loss. But that warm temperature then during the day it was melting the snow, and it's getting down towards the edge, and at night it was refreezing. Oh, so yes. it was starting to create a little bit of an ice dam. That's the... This is the one type of weather where that can occur even on a on a properly insulated or ventilated act.
0: You you don't have to necessarily do anything at this point with an ice dam, do you, or should you? You
1: know, it all depends on if, if there's standing water on your roof somewhere. You You, you want to get that off as quick as you possibly can. That's where it can create a lot of problems. If it's just a little bit of ice at the edge of your roof, it's probably not an issue. But this should be the only type of weather where a roof rake is needed and and where you really have to make sure you're getting the snow off your off your north-facing slopes at least. What about the,
0: uh, and we've addressed this before, as far as the roof rake goes, can that damage uh, asphalt shingles? It, it can
1: if you aren't careful with it. If you're trying to beat off an ice dam with a roof rake, that's where I see the issues where people get up with, all sorts of different tools to attack ice dams or chisel uh, 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 an area for water to get out or try to get the ice to come off or that's why we, when we want to remove an ice dam from a house and we did this a couple of times this week we had to break out our steamers and, and then that way the ice will just kind of naturally let loose. You're not trying to peel up the ice with the shingles.
0: You know I was talking earlier early this morning about uh, a couple of windows that you guys love and that's the season guard and the Marvin uh, infinity uh, windows talk about th- those because there's you really there's good reasons why you do love them so much
1: yeah you know the infinity window um, we've had it installed in our office now for about three years and this window tests better than any other window that we have it really is um, the the best window that we have to offer we also have our season guard window we have lots of uh, happy customers that have used that over the years It's it's still a great window but our infinity window uh is going to test at least a degree or two warmer on the inside edge both on the frame and the glass than than any other window that we have.
0: How do you test and, that
1: uh we we have a laser temperature gauge that that will tell us the exact temperature and anytime we take infrared imaging um all the different temperatures in that one image so you might have. Uh, a few different readings, but you can always just put your cursor over whatever area of the window you want to read, and you'll get an actual readout on it. So I can get the readout on the glass, the frame, uh, the hardware, whatever we want. We can find the exact temperature of it and see what the weak spots are. If you have a question, any kind of a home
0: improvement question could be about uh, insulation. I know we always get a lot of questions about insulation. Uh, Roofing, windows, whatever the case may be. Maybe you want to plan on a new deck for this year. You can call Andy or you can send Andy a text. Same number applies, 651-989-9226. Andy, we had a text earlier that came in, and let me read this. Uh, My cedar deck was painted and keeps peeling off with power washing. I'm wondering if I could use a product called something I haven't heard of, Fiberlock LBC, for my deck rails and uh, posts. No paint products last, and it's too much work to strip effectively. I'd love to apply something that covers it all. What would you recommend to this texture
1: well, don't don't paint it <laughs> yeah, that's uh you know painting on decks or it seems like the solid colors just don't last nearly as long as some of the oil based stains are out there, especially in the area of the world that we live where it can go from you know minus forty to a hundred and five degrees so that's a big swing in temperatures and it, it's hard on materials. So as far as if you have fibers coming up on the wood, um, I've seen this happen. Sometimes if you use a brightener conditioner and let it soak too much, it can it can kind of make the wood a little bit too soft and the fibers will start to come up. And the only way around that is to, to kind of lightly sand it. When I say lightly sand, um, you don't want to use a power sander in those, in those areas. You just want to almost hand sand it so you don't actually put the mill glaze back on the wood Sometimes when you use a power sander, you can actually close the pores off in the wood, and that's going to even make the paint last less or the stain not even try to take. So, And that's one of the main reasons why we always recommend an oil-based stain, Denny, is because just the way it penetrates the wood and the fact that you don't have to strip it when you want to reapply it. You just have to get the deck clean and maybe sand an area or two that has a little bit more wear than the other spots and and then reapply.
0: You're absolutely right. I think of all the years that uh, I've done various things to to our existing deck, uh, stain it, paint it, semi, you know, all the different. But what I've always ended up doing is what you recommended uh, is sanding. I mean, it's a labor of love, but that's the only, sand it, get rid of all that stuff, brighten your conditioner and let it dry. For goodness sake, let it dry, and then an oil-based stain. It's still the best.
1: It, it, it is, and, and I love my composite decking, and, and my wife and I, we, we joke about the Zuri decking that we have, um, and we do a lot more timber tech than Zuri, and because of uh, what we found out was Zuri is a little bit slipperier in the, in the wintertime than, than what we like. But, uh, and it looks awesome, and I never have to stain it, but the wood decks that we work on, Denny, and the ones that we've refinished sometimes, you know, 15-year-old cedar, 20-year-old cedar, yeah. it just has a character that can't be repeated uh, with any of the composites, and it just, when it's first finished, and it just gets done, it, aesthetically, it's the most pleasing type of decking that there is. And some of the exotic woods that we've used uh, out there, and, and stain those, yes, they it 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 can't be matched by composite, but if you never want to stay in your deck again, TimberTech is the way to go.
0: I was going to ask you about these exotic woods, but uh, I think you've mentioned it in the past that the, by f- far, well, the majority, I think, what eighty some percent of your customers uh, want a, com- a, a, a low maintenance uh, deck, right? Most of them. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's uh, it's a, the vast majority of the decks we install are getting the Azek TimberTech material, okay, and with a with a metal railing of some sort. And we have a whole lot of different varieties of railing companies that we use. We have a custom one that uh, we just had uh, this metal shop make for us uh, that that we're going to be installing here this spring. So, but again, all of it's you know low maintenance to maintenance free. It's just you no know, who has the time to paint spindles nowadays, Denny? It's just oh, not something that gets done unless you can hire it done every three years. Uh, people tend to tend to choose the low maintenance option.
0: Plus, the the new stuff is so good looking too. It is. Besides, They're very attractive. It is. It is. All right. I right, I'll tell you what. I'm getting waved uh, down here, as you can see. We need to take a quick break. Uh, But if you do have a home improvement question, it doesn't matter, whatever it may be, uh, 651-989-9226. That number is the same for the phone call. If you want to chat with Andy or send Andy a text, same number, 651-989-9226. And a good Saturday morning to you, the first day of February. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, uh, ask Andy Lindis. You can call Andy or send Andy a text. Same number, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Andy, we have both uh, calls and the uh, text messages uh, here on the show this morning. Uh, let's see. Uh, Corky, I think, is first up here calling from Watertown. Corky, you're on with Andy.
2: Thank you. I would have, I have a Trex deck, and I also have a maple tree that must be, I don't know, it loses its leaves just before the snow flies. And I would like to know, I have an algae growth on the deck. How can mm-hmm. I get rid of it?
1: Um, well, Trex has specific cleaners for okay. their decking that um, I would uh, would try to use, and that's that's one of the uh, – some of the composite deckings uh, right. have this issue where it's a little bit more porous where algae can actually start to grow on them. Some of them don't. I, I, I don't see this problem ever happening on our zuri decking, and I've uh-huh. had very little – Staining or discoloration issues with the Azac timber tech, but some of the early versions of uh, some of the other ones can ha- have this issue, but it is cleanable and it is treatable. All right, it's doable. Well uh, yeah. w- what
0: would Corky do? Just look up, Google the uh,
1: yeah, uh, go to the Trex website. Yeah. Uh, it's not a product that we use uh, very often, so I can't remember the exact name of the cleaner. Um, and there's some there's some generic composite decking cleaners at most of the big box stores. Uh, that you can probably use as well. Just uh, I always caution on different manufacturers and the way warranties work. Uh, if you use their own thing, sometimes it can void warranties. So you want to look into that before you try anything.
0: What have you done with your Zuri deck as far as cleaning? Uh, much of anything? A Swiffer. A swiffer, really?
1: That's that's uh it's the the most I've uh, I've ever used. I got an outlet right there, and those little, little steamer swiffers that plugs in, and uh, it's mainly because I was remodeling my garage, and my three dogs would get into the mud and put footprints all over the deck, and so I'd uh, use my backpack blower and blow off the big chunks, and then swiffer it off and color good.
0: Could you, being careful, ever uh, pressure wash it?
1: Yeah, you you very well could, but oh, uh, could. The, the, it's such an easily cleanable um, surface. And that's probably why it's a little bit more slippery than I would recommend. Uh, if see, my deck theny is it's the entrance into my house. It's that's right. The, the house, it's my front door. I'm going up and down those steps all the time. It's just not a a a, a leisure area. It's the the way into the house, so it's used all the time very impressed with the durability of 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 those steps i mean there is not even a scratch on them or a chip on them for as much traffic as as they've taken it, there is it's as durable a material as i've ever put on a deck um the big drawback is its expansion and contraction rate um, the 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 fascia material is not available. They they you have to use a different type of material on the fascia along the along the framing of the deck, and sometimes that's a, a an aesthetic uh, drawback for some people, and uh, it can be a little bit more slippery when uh, you get a little bit of frost on it than some of the other decking. I uh, I got to be diligent about my salt. I told you this is how my family leaves the house. I, I love you. Have a great day. Careful on the deck. <laughs> so it's uh, it's just what what we do. Uh, our our ASEC material uh, is definitely a, a little bit better on the traction side of things and on the expansion and contraction side of things.
0: Well, there's your advice, Corky. Uh, either the big box store or get on uh, the Trek's website. Find out what they recommend for uh, cleaning that particular product. Thanks for the call. And Corky leaves that line open at 651-989-9226. Texter says this, Andy. Uh, Lindus is doing my roof this spring. I'm considering replacing the vinyl siding eventually. Would it be better to do that before the roof work?
1: uh no in fact uh that's uh one of the big uh, things I have going on right now in my company is I have a whole bunch of siding i I cannot install until the weather gets good enough for me to do the roof. you know when, when you remove the roof. I mean, if you're going to be putting siding in your house, why put brand new siding on it and have the risk of the shingles coming down and damaging it? And even if you do the drop cloths and make and, and have designated drop areas, it's just uh, I always start from the roof and work my way down. So we can we will gladly take a look at your siding whenever you, you want us to. But I would definitely start with the roof.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's another text, and I have not heard of this product, and maybe you have. Any opinions on a new flooring product called Gravity Flooring Tile? It sounds a little too good to be true. I haven't heard of that.
1: I am unfamiliar. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I'm going on the Google machine as we speak. Do
0: a little, re- put that research team of yours on, <laughs> on that. And, Gravity,
1: uh, what was it called? Gravity. Uh,
0: Gravity Flooring Tile. That's. It looks like that's the brand, Gravity
1: hmm. uh,
0: Flooring uh, Tile. I've... Have not heard of that.
1: Nor have I. All right. We'll see we'll what you come up it. with. It's it, the, on the inside of your house when it when it comes to flooring. That's there are so many options out there and so many uh, different materials to pick and choose from. Uh, that uh, it makes it fun to remodel houses. At least fun for me. I mean that that's the cool part: designing and and trying different things out and the different materials out there. It's a it's always a neat deal.
0: And Let's go back to, to the depth issue when you talked about exotic woods. What what kind of woods have you seen, either had Linda's put up or that you've seen on decks
1: before? Uh, Ipe is the the number one one that we use. It's a Brazilian hardwood. It's 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 pretty cool to work with because of how dense it is. It's it's very expensive. Um, it's going to be a lot more expensive even than our our most expensive composite decking. Hmm. But I'm telling you that. Uh, you know, we've done some redwood decks that well, I wouldn't really call that a, as an exotic book. We don't, we haven't done one of those for years. But uh, the the EPA decks are just—it's a, a neat thing when we actually get to do one because it's not a material that we work with very often. Um, it's scary to work with because when you make a mistake, it's a very expensive mistake. Hmm. But uh, it—it's uh, a—it's a fun product, and and when you get to, it's so much heavier in weight than, than the other wood, uh, that we, we have to frame it just like we would, a, a composite decking, you know, one foot on center and it's, and the look aesthetically and the, the character that, that, that hardwood has, it's, 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 it's unmatched with anything that's created by, by us, you know?
0: is it it's really hard though isn't it? it' like more harder than oak right?
1: yeah, I forget how many. it's like a thousand times harder than oak oh, than what kidding. An oak it's not quite up there where where bamboo would be, but it is uh definitely a much denser product than even what oak is
0: and you have bamboo in your home, do you not
1: i do I do, and that again, the same way, you know it's it's three quarter inch thick bamboo hardwood flooring that we put in. Cutting it was was a challenge at times putting nails into it it's just a it's so dense it's mm. such a hard wood it, when you pick it up it, you're you don't understand and because it's not not what you normally would feel it's just it's about three times the weight of what an oak piece would be of the same length oh, wow
0: and it stained, you stain it the same as you would oak
1: you know mine came pre-finished. Oh, okay so, All right. um, it was a factory prefinished that, that was put on there, but it is refinishable.
0: And it's impervious to your
1: dogs. It is. It's as durable (laughs) as it gets.
0: All right. Let's go back to the phones, Andy. Boyd is calling from Buffalo. Boyd, you're on CCO with Andy. Hello, Boyd. Good morning.
2: Hi. uh, I
0: have an addict question. Okay. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, Boyd. A couple of years ago, I had uh, some... Another layer of insulation put, and they put a tin foil down on top. Okay. And I was up there yesterday putting a new antenna in, and just
2: under the foil was a little dampness. It's mm-hmm. like an inch thick or a, an inch worth of dampness. Below that, it was dry. Should I be concerned about that wet yeah. insulation?
1: Yep, you should. And um, what's happening there is... and and. This is, the, this is a problem that we see in a lot of places, Denny. Um, I was just met with my, all, all of, the, all of my, my designers, my heat map analysis guys, the estimators, yesterday. And it's amazing how many attics that we go into that are having problems that have a couple of different types of insulation in them. Meaning that, that people have tried to address this by adding more insulation in the past. And really, I never see that working. Uh, unless it 's a perfectly sealed attic or the ventilation 's been addressed, the intake has been addressed you 're going to have issues um, uh, Luke panic uh, who does the radio show every now and then for sure. us and our, our resident deck expert in in and really you know Luke comes from a a long line of of, of hammer swingers it's it 's amazing the guy doesn 't walk around in, in wooden shoes he 's just <laughs> uh, his his family is is carpenters uh, all all around, so he knows his stuff and he was at a project earlier this week. Um, he went out there to 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 look at a window and help them come up with a price for a window for another company that has replaced it like four times now and can't get the condensation right. Well, turns out it's it's just how the window is made. It's a it's a bay window that has metal rods in 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 the mull strips, so it was getting condensation there. And, and Luke is worrying about it. that like, wants to get in the attic and gets here, and it was it was bad in the attic. Insulation wasn't, wasn't where it should be. The condensation was happening there. And, and, uh, you know, he ended up taking a look at all these things and adding insulation would have, would have just made that, that, that upper surface even more cold. So imagine this, you got that warm air, warm, moist air traveling up through your attic, hitting a warm surface. It's hard for it to condensate. Now you add insulation to that attic, an insulation with a metal backing, which is going to have a cold surface, so that warm, moist air is hitting that foil and condensating, and and you're putting all that moist, you know, all that moisture into the insulation, reducing its R value, and it's starting to settle over time, and mold can start to happen if it get, comes in contact with any type of wood, it can start to rot that out. You know, um, this particular attic Luke was on, you know, he was lucky; it was it was pine boards, pine planking, on, and for the for the decking on the roof because if it was OSB he thought he might be able to just poke his finger right through it. Now you're talking a whole new roof and everything. You you're talking it could have cost twenty thirty thousand dollars more on this house and damage because of of a proper improperly vented attic space. And and that needs to be addressed and attic air sealing should be talked about. If somebody's coming out and saying I'm just gonna add insulation, you need to ask more questions.
0: Could be red flags
1: there, so look could out. Could be red flags.
0: All right, hang on, Andy. We have another half hour of the show to go. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, it could be about insulation. could be about any home improvement project you may have. 651-989-9226. That gets you a phone call or text messages. Same number applies. Here we go. We're back at it. If you have any kind of a home improvement question for Andy Lindis, call it in or text it in. It is the same number that applies for uh, either one. Phone call or text messages. All right, Andy, uh, we've got uh, oh, we got a bunch of text messages. Let's see, where did we leave off here? Uh, good morning, it says. Uh, I was told, just told, that the roof the sheathing in my attic has mold on it. The wood is sound, and I have corrected the moisture issue due to improper venting. Do you, meaning Lindus do mold remediation, or do you know somebody who does?
1: Uh, we have a couple of different partners that uh, we work with. Um, Lindstrom Environmental uh, would be the one that comes top of mind. Uh, a lot of times, though, um, if it's just surface mold, you might be able to just, if you can get up in there and if it's a walkable area, it might be something you can do yourself. Uh, and it would really depend on, on how how bad the damage is. Um Sometimes just uh, going up there and spraying a there's – there's a a spray that you can get from from those people that that will take care of it in, in pretty short order too. But I'd have to act exactly see it. It's not something that if it's a really bad mold issue, we'll get a remediation company in and that is certified in that, that type of work and make it happen. You yourself,
0: I know, and you guys have certainly been in a lot of attics in your lifetime. Have you seen a lot of mold in various attics?
1: Yeah, it's pretty common this time of year. Um that uh it's it's pretty rare that it's it's really bad that we gotta get a remediation company involved. But uh we find little little spots, especially where there's bad air infiltration, bad attic air ceiling over the top of bathrooms or if a bath fan comes disconnected or a brone vent of some sort comes disconnected that that's can create a lot of moisture in a certain area and always leads to mold on the wood, especially if it's OSB uh decking on the roof. It see that, that area those areas seemed to be worse than others. Um that was that in that attic uh, on that mansard roof. Uh and that's one of the things that we noticed. One, there was there was no vapor barrier in almost the entire attic. There it was really weird. There was like different spots of the attic that had vapor barrier, but not like over where the bathroom was. So just yeah. over the bathroom area and and there was no bath fan, but just over that bathroom area, in about a twenty foot by twenty foot square, the decking of the roof was had all this surface mold on it. And when we when we got up there and looked, we one of the things that we did besides redoing all of the insulation and doing a spray foam job and sealing everything up was adding a bath fan in the bathroom area on a timer switch so anytime that they're showering it's they're, they're controlling the moisture in their house in a very safe manner they're, they're able to get rid of that warm moist air out to the outside before it has to travel through the house and come into contact with any maybe cold surface and create condensation which is where the mold comes from
0: All right. 651-989-9226 is our number for the phone call or text works uh, the same magic for both Let's go back to the phones, Andy. Debbie is calling from Bloomington, I believe. Debbie, you're on CCO with Andy.
2: Hi. um, Thanks for taking my call. Mm -hmm. We have an old well room that's probably like four by four, um, and it's got a dirt floor, and right now there's just a piece of sheetrock over it. It's accessible from our basement, and we're thinking about turning it into storage, and um, we don't really have any water problems, so what would you think? How could we do that?
1: Well, um, it's, is it a crawl space or is it an actual room?
2: It and is like a big closet.
1: You can. It is like a big closet. And right now, yeah. you just have like a, a loose piece of drywall, just that you can that moves, or is it? Or is it actually? Yeah, really...
2: it's um like packed up there. It's really easy to just take it off and you can literally walk in there um if you look up above there's a couple of glass blocks so there's actually light in there hmm.
1: so there's glass block in the foundation that lets a light in and well, the glass what type of uh
2: are, it's, yeah it's a sidewalk up above it so, yep, yep. and there's glass block yeah huh
1: um what uh what are the walls like um, I think they're just like the old concrete blocks from the okay. 50s. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I, I'm sure it can be finished off to be a more livable space. Uh, there's things that we do with crawl spaces to make them turn them into storage areas with spray foam. Um, you can definitely talk about pouring in a, a floor there uh, to, to get rid of the dirt as well. Okay. Um, have you, the one thing that, that I worry about in, in areas like this is, um, you know, I'd probably want to get uh, Jesse Treble from safebasements.com involved a little bit too just to make sure that you don't have any other issues. You said you have no moisture issues whatsoever at all? No, uh-uh. Hmm. Yeah, you know. It, I don't, it, I it,
2: mean, it, in the regular it, basement we don't, but, I, you know, maybe that room would be different because it's basically underground.
1: Yeah, well, it, and and it seems like a wasted space if if it's right. not being used for anything else. So, um, and that's one of my pet peeves. There's 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 where there's a will, there's a way. I'm sure we could figure something out.
2: Oh, you you guys could do that?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, so oh, okay. I yeah just one eight hundred Leaf Guard, Debbie. Uh, they'll come out uh, for free and give you some kind of an estimate to figure out what the heck they can do. So one uh, eight hundred Leaf Guard, and not only an for Debbie, one. everybody else. Yeah, that would be yeah. kind of interesting. All right, thanks, Debbie. Debbie leaves that line open, 651-989-9226. Go back to the text uh, messages. We are having, let's see, a problem with an extremely cold main floor laundry room. Things we have done with no significant change. New exterior vent, wrap the uh, metal dryer, vent hose. Thank you for any suggestions.
1: Hmm. I would have to see where this laundry room is. Um, Typically... If you're having a cold floor issue, see this a lot of times on houses that have uh, cantilevers um, that that aren't insulated. Oh yeah. And for, for, for for whatever reason that, that that can lead to a lot of cold coming in uh, the stack effect that that can happen when when the varying pressures that we have if if air you have a lot of air movement in your walls coming down your attic from your attic. That can uh, get into your floors and be cold. Uh, foundations not done and insulated the right way can, can, can lead to cold floors as well. A lot of times when we're doing an addition or if we ever built a house, we're going to put three inches of foam around the the, around the the entire foundation and do a foundation wrap. So that's going to be sealed up. It's going to be really hard for any type of air, cold air to get into the flooring area. But there's some type of air infiltration happening somewhere to make this floor colder than the rest of the spot, and usually we can find that out and attack it and fix it okay. somehow, some way. Um, I had a, a customer in Minneapolis that had a crawl space underneath the floor that wasn't insulated and uh, the the floor itself was insulated but the walls weren't and the the, the floor wasn't so there, there was a very cold area and it was just fiberglass insulation so eventually that air was getting through that and it was making that floor cold so we went in there spray foam the the floor joists spray foam the walls and the actual floor of the so all four sides of the crawl space and it, it it changed that room, and um, that customer has been one of my best customers ever. Has probably got me twenty five other insulation uh, jobs because of it, and that's how how much it made a difference in that that addition on their house.
0: When you do a crawl space, I'm trying to picture like we have in our house, which goes under more than one room. Do you do, mm-hmm. do your people foam if that's the case. Everything.
1: Yeah, and and especially if it's coming in contact with any exterior wall, we want to get that all sealed off. Uh, The the ultimate goal is to just make sure that no cold air can come in contact with anything. We just want to make it a conditioned space. Sometimes uh, we don't do the floor. We can do a vapor barrier there and run some type of dehumidification down there. That's usually an, an issue. You know uh, why crawl spaces always seem kind of they have the, that odor to them? Yeah. It's, it's because of the the humidity and the dampness in there, and it's just not a conditioned space. So once you take care of that, you can get rid of the odor, you can get rid of the any type of moisture issues, and definitely get rid of uh, the cold floor issue. How about that?
0: Well, oh, what a difference that must make. All yes, right. indeed. Let's go back to the uh, text uh, messages here. Uh, this is about leaf guard gutters. Are your leaf guard gutters guaranteed from the weight of ice dams? We've never had any trouble with that
1: at yeah, our house. No, that's a that, that's cool part. You could get some icicles on the outside of leaf guard where an ordinary gutter is going to, need to grab the ice and build it up on your roof, especially with the conditions that we have right now um, where you're getting the day thaw happening and the night freeze happening. See, with an ordinary gutter, that ice is going to build up over time inside your gutters. And you're going to have to wait until the downspout unthaws before any of that water gets out. Leaf guard, as soon as it gets warm enough, that ice is going to let loose from the from the hood of the gutter and, and you're going to have a free-flowing gutter again. And that's why I am able to warrant that it's guaranteed never to damage, pull loose, or disform in any way because of the weight of ice or icicles. So if that ever happens, it's 100% covered and replaced for free. I even had uh, an old science teacher of mine had a ice dam come off a upper roof and hit the lower gutter, and and uh, I uh, I was able to take care of him. All
0: right. It's too bad you couldn't have done that while you were in his class. And, you, <laughs> you know, you
1: know I, uh, I I probably should have gotten a better grade than a C <laughs> in his class, but uh, <laughs> uh, that uh, <laughs> that's, it was just my uh, my head was elsewhere. Maybe. I it, 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 yes. No further comment. <laughs> no All right. further comment.
0: Andy, hang on. We're going to take a quick break here. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, we still have time for yours. Call it in or text it in. Same number, 651-989-9226.
1: Another Saturday in CCO land. This
0: one, the 1st of February, right in the middle of our home improvement show, brought to us by our friends at Lindis Construction. Andy Lindis with us today, helping you out by phone or by text. Same number, 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. Got a bunch of text messages. We'll pick up on Andy, but let's go to uh, the phones. Alice is calling from Beautiful Lindstrom. Hello, Alice. Good morning.
3: The sun is shining. Oh, happy day!
0: Outstanding.
3: <laughs> I love you guys and Denny. Thank God you had a dad because you learned so much from him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um,
3: I live in a mobile home, and um, my steps that faced east. Uh, do not have a deck. But the, I had new steps put in of some sort of wood. And in the wintertime, the whole area raises so I can't open the door when it gets warmer. And I'm not sure if uh, it's working now I to go down. But um, what, can we be, what can we do about that? I had a very reputable person put the steps in and it um, doesn't work. And if I have to get out of that door... I can't.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's usually something that probably can be remedied, but it's 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 not an easy fix, and it's going to be with how your the the, the base of those steps are are applied, or what what is causing the heaving um, to happen. Um, frost is definitely making something move. There might be there's definitely a more stable pier that we could put in, or footing that we could put in, or Sometimes, uh, um, but there's something going on below those steps to make that happen. I'd have to take a look at that. You said it's not a deck area. It's just just steps that come up?
3: Uh, No. When you step out from the inside, that part of the, um, it's not a step, but, you know, an area to step out into, that part raises, and I assume the steps would have raised too, but I can't see that they have. So I'm wondering if the part where you step out has not been low enough when it was put in.
1: Yeah, but maybe I mean that that'd be an easy fix but you want to take care of the heaving somewhere. It's it's moving somewhere. That 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 should be rebuilt. Um especially if if it's uh where you can't get out of your your house. Because of it, uh, it's definitely something you'd want to want to address. And and I'm guessing have you have you talked to the person that installed it?
3: I have, and um, he said that um, it should be fixed. And after everything is warmed up, he could come out and lower that part of the area.
1: Yeah. And then if we get more frost next year and it heaves higher, you might be in the same area. <laughs> um I would I would I would probably I would I would want to address why it's heaving and, and try to make it a more stable um situation than what you have on now. And and maybe that's what he's gonna have in mind, but I would definitely want to address that when, when he's doing this the fix when it thaws out.
0: All right, Alice, thanks for the call. Thanks for the comments. And my dad was much smarter than I am. As a matter of fact. Six five one ninety huh?
1: That's a ditto. Same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. That'll get you a phone call. It'll also get you your text uh, message to Andy. Here's one, and maybe you can uh, describe the variables of uh, insulating an attic. This uh, texter wants to know: when you insulate an attic, do you remove the old insulation? What are the variables that you've seen in insulation?
1: You know it. A lot of times uh, we can we can get in there and do some spot sealing or there's the little things that just need to be addressed and then we just have to get the R value up to where it needs to be. But uh, we when when it, when it comes to attic air sealing and attics that really have an issue, some of that that insulation is just dirty and, and it's gotten some moisture problems and so removing it and getting down to the actual ceiling, the decking and seeing everything in there, all the, where the electrical comes in, all where all the plumbing comes in, the venting, any of the perforations, you can get all the way down to the edge of the attic. And, and that's where, where a lot of times we run into issues. As, as you get towards the Eve Denny, you don't have enough space to get the proper R value. So you, you can't, without spray foam, you can't, you can't get the, 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 the proper heat loss to ha- happen. So there, when, when we do go up there and we take our infrared imaging, we, a lot of times we're going to see a red ring around the edge of the attic where all that heat is coming up because of the insulation just can't can't block it enough the R value isn't great enough to make it happen. So removing all of that insulation being able to see that and see where the venting comes in and, and put in the attic shoots is a lot of times, a best thing to do because that way we know what we're dealing with and we make sure that we're fixing everything. Nothing's hidden that way. But it really does depend. We're going to get up in the attic. We're going to take video. We're going to take infrared imaging. We're going to take moisture tests. We're going to have a humidistat. We have uh, cameras we can put into voids to see what's going on as well. Um, so we're going to inspect all of that and give you a comprehensive report on what you what your current situation is in your attic and what we would do if it were our home. This is, and, and, and that is all the free service that we provide people, whether or not you use it. And I'm telling you, I'm looking at what we looked at this week and about 30% of the addicts we got into, we said it was fine. Hey, really good to go. This isn't an issue. Um, you know, it's not nothing that, uh, that really needs to be addressed or a lot of money that needs to be, to go on. So there's nothing that needs to be done up there. We're going to let you know. We trust me, um, my backlogs are enough. I don't have to make up work in order <laughs> to, right. to to keep busy. We'll, we'll be just fine. So, um, But it's just something that we do as a service. We'll get them in your attic and tell you exactly what we see.
0: All the time. Absolutely. All right, uh, Andy, this texture says this. I want to remove uh, ceramic tile from our bathroom. And it's a couple of questions, actually. And install vinyl plank flooring. Do you re- recommend that? type of flooring for a bathroom and what's the best way to remove tile and mortar from the wood subfloor a couple of
1: questions hmm
0: vinyl well, plank um, flooring for a bathroom
1: you know it uh, not all vinyl plank flooring is created equal it depends yeah. on uh, one of the what materials you're choosing but i know a lot of people that have had pretty good luck with it i haven't used a lot of it myself i know it's a pretty durable product out there um but uh, I'm, I'm kind of impartial to tile. I, uh, I, I like my tile, and, but removing tile off a wood floor is, is doable. You can be, be careful not to damage the, the, the floor, and, but you're, it is going to be some elbow grease, and you're going to have to do some scraping along the way, and you might have to, in the detail areas, you might have to get in a little bit more, and if there's any type of water damage underneath there, that might have to be addressed as well. That's one of the things about uh, about tile it, it, and, and the mortar can be a little bit porous and some moisture can maybe get underneath there and cause some damage if that's happened. Definitely address that before you put the new flooring on. So
0: the homeowner, if you wanted to do it him or herself, you'd have to uh, get one of those big heavy scrapers kind of mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, with safety goggles, of course. Yep. And uh, oh, all of that, that's a labor of love.
1: Wow. All of that, yeah. That's yeah, a, it's a fun task for sure. We've all done it. You and I have, Denny, at least. Uh, and that's uh, why I, I, I try to avoid those things as much as possible. I'm with you so with I, the tile,
0: though. I think that's, thats to me, that's a better choice. But thats
1: that's just me. I, you know, I think my pain in remodeling the houses I've had over the years has led me to always looking for things that last forever as much as possible. It's like my decking. I never want to stay in a deck again. I never want to scrape a ceiling again. I never want to, I always look for things that are just going to be timeless and, and last forever. And I'm, uh, I'm not quite there yet with everything, but we're getting closer every day, Denny, every day.
0: Oh, Getting better every day. Uh, Does Linda's construction texter wants to know, do floor leveling?
1: Well, it depends on what what, uh, type of floor leveling you're you're, you're talking about. You know, we we get asked this question this time of year a lot of times in garages because of heaving or cracks and and people are looking to maybe skim coat or do some things over the top of that. Um, If you're talking about the interior of a house where, you know, we we get – we get pulled out on these jobs where people are looking for flips on these really rundown houses that need to be gutted out and then a lot of heaving and flooring, flooring gone bad and waviness and the, the actual framing itself. Uh, do we do that type of work? Yeah. Are you going to like the lead times that I give you on uh, how long it takes us to, to get to projects like that because of, the lack of crews that we have in in that area of our our lives right now, um, probably not. You know, we're six months to a year out on on complete remodels of houses, and usually that's a, a drawback for a lot of people. But if you can wait, yeah, we definitely do 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 projects like that.
0: We have a minute to go, Andy. Uh, there's basically a comment, not really a question. Linda's converted our well room to a closet, spray foam the walls and ceiling, sheetrock, metal roof to the shed to shed water. Already had concrete floor, now have a basement bedroom with a closet. <laughs> so oh, look at that. Sounds like another happy customer of Linda's construction.
1: See? Yeah Well, you know, no wasted space, Danny, that's, that's the key to life.
0: Well, we've guys again, in like 30 seconds, Andy, is there anything going on with Linda uh, the month of February that are good deals?
1: Free installation on infinity windows by Marvin and LeafGuard gutters. And, of course, that free heat map analysis where we give you a comprehensive report on the entire energy of your house, any type of heat loss that you have anywhere, attic walls, windows, doors. We'll let you know what's going on. That's all free. 1-800-LEAFGUARD, com Facebook page right now, giving away home show tickets. All right. So if you, uh, if you go there, uh, you can win some tickets. Talk to you next week, Andy. See
0: you next week. 1-800-LEAFGUARD. You can call them today.